Hello and welcome to the Motivation Method podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and you can join our Trinity Lifestyle Plan at trinitytransformation.co.uk. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to not get tricked by food packaging. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Motivation Method podcast. So I've got loads of food here um, with different like labels and stuff on. Do you have any food with you? I've got nothing. I'm sat on my bed with um, a cardboard box in between my legs. <laughs> Why? I just drank a cup of coffee. Oh, it's just, just to prop up the microphone. I've got a nice little setup going. That's how we roll. Um, well, I have some food. So I've got smooth orange juice. What brand is this? Sainsbury's. I, also, I just have a load of rubbish. So I've also got... Ghirardelli chocolate squares uh, a can of Prince's tuna it's like a really random selection and yeah, some little dark chocolate and a tub of my protein peanut butter so we'll talk we'll go through them I guess one by one talk because well yeah, these are not really the uh, trick foods that's the problem what <laughs> I want to help people get out of this podcast is that um they, they avoid getting tricked by foods. It's really like, if you don't know what you're doing and you go into the supermarket, it's easy to come out with a bag, a big trolley full of stuff that you think is healthy, but actually it's all gonna, it's just gonna mess up your results completely. Yeah, and I also think people, people struggle more with this if they're grabbing food on the go, because supermarkets is kind of a bit, it's not always clearer, but like, I always think, like you were saying about your girlfriend trying trying to just grab a quick snack that's when it tends to go bad like what 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 happened with you the other day with your with your cereal bar cereal bar gate uh oh she gave me some cereal bars for breakfast <laughs> for breakfast the lovely girl <laughs> she is like breakfast bars you know like special k or whatever i completely forget that they're, they're actually breakfast bars all those kind of things so yeah bullshit. they are for breakfast but then if you actually look at what's in them this is this is the danger if you look at the front of a cereal bar packet it looks like it's a healthy food. It's pretending well. Even the name, cereal bar. It's like, oh, cereal, healthy. Um, but the reality is, it's not. Okay, a lot of so which ones stuff did you have? Oh, I didn't eat any of them. I, I turned my nose up at them. But what were your, what I, were your options? It's just special K bars. But they were, it's like, it looks like, if you look at the front of a special K bar, you've got a load of pictures. Of, it's like cornflakes with like yogurt drizzle across the top so it's telling you like this is cornflakes and yogurt in a bar if you look at the back of it yes there's some cornflakes in there yes there's some yogurt on there but how have they stuck all that together they've just filled it with like syrup and all kinds of stuff but the the moral of the the long long story short cereal bar as a food looks healthy on the front on the back it's just as bad as eating like a a small chocolate bar, pretty much. Yeah, there might be mildly less sugar, I guess, and probably slightly less. Um, that's probably about it. Less obvious stuff like chocolate, but the point is, it's, I guess it's still mostly sugar, and not a lot else really good for you. Sugar and then kind of simple carbs, I guess. And what then- really screws people over is the fact that this thing is mal- is marketed as being healthy. 
Yeah, this that's is, where this a lot of people fall, the, the trap that a lot of people fall into. Yeah, it drives me kind of mad. Because there's loads of stuff coming out now, isn't there? Like, I've seen this special K-Protein, uh, Yorkie Protein, Mars Protein, Snickers Protein. What else is there? There's loads in my corner shop in the Nissa down the road. And they all have like five grams, three grams of protein in. But they, they think if they put protein on the front, well, it will trick people. This is the problem, isn't it? Like a genu- yeah. it, it is tricking 90% of people. So this the whole point of this topic that we wanted to cover is how to not get tricked by this and if, and if yeah, I, and the, go on the thing you can do if you create this protein bar as well you'll, you'll notice if you ever gone to a petrol station and you've seen like protein snickers you'll notice that protein snickers is like two pounds or more but normal snickers is like 75p i was going to say snickers was 35p then but that's it might have been when i was 16 but now snickers is not more definitely than, not. I've never i can't remember the last time i bought snickers to be honest but Basically, a, a protein version of a chocolate bar is going to be two times as expensive. All they've done is put a little bit of protein powder in there, which won't have cost them anything to add that in. Uh, as Rob said, it might have three grams of protein in it, but it's just marketing exercise. Yeah, ultimately, it's just a very easy way for them to make more money out of people, isn't it? So. They're going to do whatever they can, and the trend is going towards healthier foods. But healthy food that's actually healthy is harder to make, doesn't taste as good, in my opinion. Generally, like the, the legit protein bars and legit treats and snacks that I've made myself, they taste all right, but they don't taste anywhere near as good as what you'd expect for something you've bought in a packet. So, their tactic is just put the label on the front, but not really fix half the issues. I think those protein snickers actually have. 18 grams of protein in but they also have like 20 grams of sugar so it's kind of a bit of a confusing one that one so shall we yeah. should we go through how to actually how we actually read food labels because the easiest way i find to identify if a food is actually healthy or not is i always ignore the packaging or i might get in, i do get intrigued i'm not going to lie i get intrigued when i see something that looks like a new health food always like oh this could be good i have high hopes and then i'll read all the nutritional information ingredients list and very quickly, like you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out if it's healthy or not. So shall I go through some of the stuff I've got here? We can play a quick game of uh, guess guess the sugar content or guess the guess the ingredients. So shall I go through something? I'll go through the the, the obvious one first. Let's do the milk chocolate. Yeah. So the, this is just a. a it's a gift kind of bag of milk chocolates. In fact, this one's very confusing. So th- this is a very good point. The first thing you've got to look at is is what your, like there's usually two num- numbers, aren't there? So there's usually they're like per serving amount and then there's also per 100 grams or per 100 milliliters of something. So which one would you go for on that one? Um, I always go for 100 grams. But like the, the first thing to explain though is like, the way Rob is reading this food packet, he's picked it up and he's immediately turned it over to look at the back. The thing that the thing to look out for, when you pick up a piece of food, if you never do this, most people don't do this, but there's that table on the back with the nutritional information. That thing is like the, that's your secret weapon. If you can learn how to read that, you can immediately tell if, if a food is healthy or unhealthy for yourself. It's like being able to, you know that movie, The Matrix, Rob? Mm. Where they have the where where they can look at like the screen of green scrolling numbers 
and code. Yeah. And they can like see the world in it. It's like that. If you can read those nutritional tables, you can like see a whole new view on every single food that you're eating. Yeah, it's so like some sort of actually vision up. superpower or something. Because I don't, I've yeah. seen The Matrix, but it's so long ago, I don't really remember. So for anyone who doesn't remember it, like <laughs> me, uh, basically it allows you to see through see through the bullshit, see through the marketing nonsense that they've put on it that to trick you. So yeah, go on, what were you going to say? Um, yeah, so what you said, there's like, there's 100 grams on there, and there's per serving. Per serving is a dangerous one to look out for, though, but... I'll get to that in a minute, but I usually will try and find two things. So this, if you're looking at a piece of food, the 100 grams that you'll have the nutrition per 100 grams is a really good way to tell like how much, like what percentages of the food are made up of different things like proteins, carbs, fat, sugars, etc. And then the other one, so per serving or per the like one item. So let's say you've got a chocolate bar, you want to know in the entire chocolate bar, this is the other side of it. How much sugar is in, is their total inside of this whole chocolate bar? So you want to know how much sugar or whatever it is, carbs, fats, protein are in the whole thing. And then you also want to know per 100 grams what this food is made up of. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. I do use both because if I'm looking at a small bar, I want to know how much is in the bar if I'm trying to hit a protein target or something like that when we're tracking. Um, yeah. Because so, I might be trying to hit 150 grams of protein a day, and I know I need to get maybe 30 grams in this meal or snack I'm having, then I will look at per serving. But the the reason you also need to look at the other one, and you don't need to be really mathematical for this, but the per 100 milliliters of the per grams one, I think is really useful just to compare one item to the next item. Because yeah, one chocolate bar, one cereal bar, one anything might weigh a different amount to the other. So you can't just use the per serving amount. Um if you want to compare kind of the healthiness of it, that this will become clearer when we actually go through the label. But that's a really good point because me and Ben do these podcasts not sat together or on the phone and I didn't really realise how ambiguous I was being. So thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> that I was, uh, I just piled in without actually explaining. It's a reflex for you to pick up a piece of food and look at the nutritional information. But it is. I don't most even... people don't even know what that thing is. They're like, oh, this is a boring table. It's full of numbers. It means nothing to me. It doesn't help me. So they look at the front of it. Then they have those little uh, nutrition marker things, like red, green, and yeah. Guess what? Orange. This, this orange those juice. Those things I've are misleading, here. though. This orange juice here is high in vitamin C. Is in green. Fat is in green. Saturated fat is in green. Sugars is only orange, and salt is in green. So it actually looks like a pretty healthy food. It's pretty much all. Does it say green. per serving. Uh, yeah, per hundred and fifty mils. How much is it serving? <laughs> hundred and fifty mils serving. That's like a. That's like a small that's like shot. A third of, a third of a pint. Nobody drinks a third of a pint of orange juice. If you have orange juice, you're having half a pint. That's a, a thimble, pint. yeah. <laughs> Minimum. So there's another thing to look saying out about for. servings. On a bottle of, you know, like a 500ml bottle of Fanta or Coke? Yeah. On the side of those bottles, it actually says contains two servings. Nobody ever drinks a small bottle of Coke is is for two people. You yeah, you don't. Share one of those. <laughs> that's you not a sharing one. one. That's, that's a one. That's for one person, but it's two servings. Oh, where was I? was somewhere the other day. I know this is slightly off topic. I forget, I know this sounds, it might sound bad to anyone listening, but because we live a healthy lifestyle and this is what we promote to so many people, sometimes I forget the level of of, uh, of what's normal. Um, and we try and be on, on point with this and we tend to work with people who are trying. I was somewhere, I was at like a fast food restaurant or something and someone was buying so many cans of fizzy, uh, bottles of fizzy drink, they were buying one each. 
um, of two litre bottles of fizzy drink. And I couldn't believe it. Like you, like you were saying, they were buying a two litre bottle each of Coke or something. So like you said, the serving size is kind of useless if you're not actually going to have that serving. Like if you're, if you're looking at what's in one bottle of wine, but you're going to have uh, one glass of wine, you're going to have the whole bottle, then you've actually got to look at the bottle. But coming back to my orange juice, so as Ben said, my reflex is, let's look at the nutrition table. And also I will look at the ingredients list, but we'll come on to that later because I don't want to overwhelm everyone. But usually I'll actually look at just the nutrition table first because you can quickly tell if a food is actually going to serve you or not. So I tend to want to look for what what this food is mostly made up of. So I'll look at the the gram amounts. So the gram is just the weight. And in this orange juice I've got, so you can look at, the key ones are, there's usually lots. I would look at just carbs, fats, and protein. And inside of carbs, I'll look at sugar. That's only the really thing I'd worry about. Don't need to worry about saturated fat, things like that. Um, they've even removed saturated fat from the NHS uh, guidelines now because they've they've been saying it's bad for you for a long time and that's kind of been proven to for most people not really be the biggest issue it's eating too much or uh, sugar so on my label i have right you can give feedback on this ben i'm not going to give the feedback so i'll just tell you fat is 0.5 grams what do you think about that most people would say that's good i think it's all right okay um carbohydrate is 12.8 grams so what would you think of that uh what per 100 100 mil oh no this is, look at, I've got this wrong already this is per 150 mil serving it's 8.6 grams there's like two things you need to look at with the carbohydrates you'll usually see the carbs on one line then the line underneath will be sugar and I usually I'll compare those two so if it's 8 grams of sugar carbs total and 8 grams of sugar total how much is it for so sugar it's, it's 8.6 grams of carbs but 8, 8 grams of that is sugar so basically all of the carbs in it are sugar, so you can reason that there's no good carbs in it. It's just all sugar. Yeah, there's less than 0.5 grams of fiber, which they just put less down when it's really low. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, all the carbs are from sugar. And then the protein content is 0.6 grams. So basically that food is all sugar. That's it, it's sugar water. Yeah, so very much. quickly you can identify. and. Then, there's something that wound Ben up because I told him about this before. So it also says um, there's a little star they've put next to sugar now because they're smart and they know that, that you might be scared, you might be smart and you've spotted the high sugar content and they've actually had to put it in orange. But um, they said, although this juice has high sugar content, all these sugars are naturally found in the fruit. So you might think that's great. But Ben, what were you saying earlier about that? The problem is, if you say like, well, oh, you know, a lot of people say this, like, oh, it's full of sugar, but it's natural sugar, so it's good for me. There's a lot of things in life, in nature, which are natural, but they're not necessarily good for you. For example, if you go and capture a snake, a poisonous venomous snake, and drink its snake venom, it's natural. It's naturally occurring, it comes from nature, but it's it's going to kill you still. Uh, all the sugar in the world ever, like white sugar... It came from nature as well. It came from sugar cane or sugar beets or whatever. Doesn't mean it's particularly good for you. You wouldn't sit there with a bowl of sugar and a spoon and just eat it. And it's exactly the same. Whether the sugars come from sugar cane, sugar beets, oranges, whatever, it's exactly the same. Um, the only reason where, like, air quotes, natural sugars would be better than unnatural sugars is let's say you've got the, the choice between. Um, for example, you've got an orange, a whole orange that you can eat, 
and you've got that orange juice, smooth orange juice, the whole orange is going to be better. Even if you have, if you have an orange with the exact same amount of sugar in it as the orange juice, the orange is going to be better because as well as the sugar, the orange is going to contain more vitamins, more minerals, more fiber. It's got a lot more good stuff that goes along with it, which when you take in these things as a whole, like a banana, an orange or a piece of fruit as a whole, it's then got like, it's got the sugar in, but it's got fiber in, which kind of slows down the digestion of the sugar. So as, as a whole, as a whole thing, as a natural product that did come straight from nature as it was intended, that's better than the processed, if you take loads of vegetables, fruits, condense them down, remove the sugar, remove all the fiber as well, and then just keep the sugar, that's a much less good option. Yeah, because if it slows your digestion down, as Ben was saying, that tends to um, tends to mean the release of sugar is slower, the energy drops lower, the the issues that cause things like diabetes don't tend to happen if the energy is released slowly. It's from that fast release of energy that's the problem. So yeah, all a the big problems that come from sugar, all the problems that come from sugar are basically because it's a carb that in that you put into your body and it's digested very very quickly. So all the problems come when that carb is di- those carbs are digested very very fast and then your blood sugars get very very high very very quickly they elevate really really fast and if your body can't deal with those that high blood sugar very quickly um, then you can run into problems as Rob said you diabetes all these other things but um, your body when your when your blood sugar spikes your body wants to bring that blood sugar down because if your blood sugar is too high it can you know, can cause a lot of health issues. I'm pretty sure if your blood sugar got too high, you'd end up dead. Well, no, you go into a coma. Is that it? I think if you go, if it goes too low, you also pass out. I'm not sure what. So happened. basically, but it has to it has to moderate it, doesn't it? If it's too high or too low, it's bad news for you and your health. So if it gets too high, your body then is like, okay, what do I do with this sugar? It can't continue to float around in the blood system. I've got nowhere else to put it, so I'll release uh, insulin into the blood, and I will convert all that sugar into body fat. Because if it's body fat, it's not going to kill me. Which is, it's not what you want. You don't want your body to store all that orange juice sugar as body fat. But if you put all of that sugar into your body and your body has no other way to deal with it other than to let you die of having too much sugar in your blood, it's going to choose to make you gain fat. It doesn't care. It doesn't care that you want to fit into that bikini on the beach in the summer. It doesn't care that you want to drop a dress size and wear different clothes. Your body just wants to survive. And that's that. It's going to survive. So that is the orange juice. Basically, it's all sugar, and the label has told me that it's all sugar because fat is very low, protein is very low, um, starch and fiber are very low. So basically, all the carbs are sugar. This is yeah. This is basically the first thing I'd look out for in any food: sugar. Look for the sugar content. Too much sugar in a food is not going to be good for you. As we've said, even if it's natural sugar, doesn't matter. It makes no difference. So let's compare that orange juice now to this chocolate selection although it's this one only gives me per serving i think which is not very useful but um i'm not sure that's even allowed maybe it is allowed so this this is giving me a serving of three squares which is 37 grams yeah um of chocolate and this is total fat it says it's 11 grams um total carbohydrates 22 grams and the sugars mm-hmm. are 20 grams and then there's two grams of protein and one gram of fiber so this one is a combination i guess of fat and and sugar mainly and 
that is the killer combination that makes food so Moorish, right? It's donuts, basically, yeah. donuts are the same thing. What else is fat and yeah. sugar? Biscuits. You have a food that's a it's a little bit sugary. It's got a little bit of saltiness to it, and it's got loads of fat and a delicious fatty texture. It's the most Moorish thing in the world. What's oh, yeah, a good it's example? Got salt in it as well. Hobnobs, yeah. hobnob Ooh. biscuits. They're a little bit. They've got a little bit salty, very sweet, and they're all like fatty, and you you feel all that fat being released when you eat it. Yeah, even like um, a donut's got a bit of salt in the dough. Oh, they're so good, but. Probably you know, when they're freshly Even made. McDonald's cheeseburgers as well. They've got a little bit of sweetness in the bun. Mm. They've got all the fat from the meat and the and cheese. And the sauce is a bit sweet. The warmth. They've got the saltiness. Yeah, sweetness in the sauce. They are it's bang on. Perfect. I love McDonald's cheeseburger. And they're only 99p. <laughs> but they probably won't get you what you want. Oh, it depends. I've seen... I've definitely thought... I'm sure I've seen a comparison once between a supermarket sandwich and a McDonald's cheeseburger. And the cheeseburger was actually... It better for you in terms of its stats so I'm never was, sure about that I hear a lot of other thing. bad things about the quality of McDonald's meat but then they also they've, it's a big thing they've been pushing that like you know they use good meat etc for all their burgers so I don't know maybe they, they've improved who knows it's not for me to say anyway what were we uh, supposed to be talking about so we're just saying this chocolate's a combination of it's quite high in fat which on its own isn't necessarily that scary I want to point that to people because a lot of people from the old school diet days <laughs> terrified of eating fat they think if it's got fat that's a bad thing but it's more the combination of high fat and high sugar with no protein and no fiber in it that is what is a red flag for me because that won't be very filling if it's if it's very high in sugar and very low in protein generally and 37 grams of this stuff has 190 calories which is a lot so also we haven't really we haven't really said you about the calories how many squares have you got total Three squares in the bar, though. Like, how much is the whole bar? So it's not a bar. It's like a uh, it's a well, milk chocolate assortment thing. How many are in there? Uh, Four point five servings per container. A serving size is three squares. That doesn't even that comes out as a half, doesn't it? Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> this can this thing is a load of lies. <laughs> it's twelve. Fourteen point five servings. Have I got that right? Three fours. Twelve. 13.5 there's not 13 and a half squares in there there must they can't be but anyway <laughs> 13 and a half squares of the chocolate is my question yeah they're not even big they're really small they're like so an they, after this, eight that, size that's the dangerous with that's the danger with chocolate it's delicious very very easy to eat and very very high in calories yeah and i mean people know this listening so it's, we need to get into the more the trick foods i guess a bit more but the point is this one's quite obvious because it's high in fat high in sugar and high in calories. The sugar is the thing that worries me the most out of that one. It's 37 grams, 22 grams of it are sugar. So basically two thirds of it yeah. are sugar. Would you eat a food that's two thirds sugar? Probably shouldn't. You probably already know. You can reason this. You know you shouldn't. In terms of the fats, what's what are the breakdown of the fats in this chocolate? Does it, does it say or does it just have total fat? So it says six grams saturated fat. So that's probably from butter, is it? Something like 11 that. 11 grams of total fat. Yeah. Per serving, this I, is. I worry about these things as well. This is another problem. If you see... This is one of the most misleading things of all with fats. For example, one product, uh, oven chips. Yeah. Oven chips, they can be they can be fairly good for you. They, well, not good for you, but they can be all right. Like You can get some which are really, really low in fat. They're mainly made out of potatoes. 
which is a good carb source. But you get others, let's say you've got a, p a packet of other chips, which is 15% fat. You've got 15 grams of fat per 100 grams. But then it will also say like saturated fat might be really, really low. So saturated fat might be one gram out of those 15. So then to, if you go to conventional wisdom, you'll be like, oh yeah, the saturated fat's low, therefore it's really good for me. The problem is, it's actually 14, 14 grams of that fat are made from like vegetable oil. And these like processed vegetable oils are really bad for you. They're probably worse for you than saturated fat in reality, like sunflower oil, rapeseed oil, all of these things. So it can be very, very, very misleading. The thing I'd watch out for fat with fats is basically just vegetable oil. Yeah, so there's lots of different names, aren't there? So as you said, sunflower, rapeseed, um, yeah. it could just be vegetable oil. So this chocolate, I've actually looked through the ingredients list. This is kind of the next step. Yeah. Sugar is the number one ingredient. Whole milk powder is the second. So I'm guessing there's some naturally occurring fats in the milk powder. Yeah. Then it's cocoa butter, which is kind of... I don't know if that's good or not, actually. That'll probably have some decent fats in it. Cocoa is a is pretty good for you. Yeah, so cocoa would be good. If it was actual butter, it's not that bad, actually. Animal sources of fat, not actually that bad now, they've realised. Um, as long as it's not processed meat. Then it has unsweetened chocolate, corn syrup. That's a really bad source of sugar. Um, sweetened condensed milk, which has also got sugar in it. So, I mean, there's a ton of ingredients with sugar on this and syrup, which is anything with syrup in also really bad. Uh, then almonds and then palm oil, uh, which isn't, palm oil is basically another vegetable oil, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's all these things where you've, uh, I don't know, you just, you, fats don't come from these things. That's the problem. You don't, if you've got a big field full of like, I don't know, rapeseed, does it really look like there's oil in those things at all? You have to crush Not a lot really. of them. You've got to crush them, you've got to heat them, you've got to process them very heavily in order to get those those fats out. Whereas so, if you look at something like, for example, well, there's a couple of oils I'd recommend people do eat. Olive oil is one of them, which I think is really good. Uh, if you look at olive oil, if you eat olives on their own, they have quite high fat in them as a natural thing. They are quite... And if you just crush olives, cold, you can get like cold-pressed olive oil that's what extra extra virgin is isn't it cold pressed. yeah and imagine if, if you just get a load of rapeseed and crush it all do you think oil will come out probably not <laughs> i doubt it not from just a normal process I don't know. i've never tried it but um other ones like coconut oil if you crack open a coconut there's all that coconut meat in there high in fat naturally and it's not just that it, there's more reasoning behind this as well um right isn't that so the, it's the type of fats that are contained in a vegetable oil so palm oil, a rapeseed oil, a canola oil, all these uh, sunflower oil, which sounds really healthy because it's like sun and they put a nice picture of sun on the packet. But um, all of those vegetable oils, and this is not including butter, butter is a different beast, but um, all of those are really high in an omega-6. Uh, is it, I'm trying to not mess, confuse people, polyunsaturated fats. Yeah. But um, omega six polyunsaturated. The fat. problem with omega six is is it's it's kind of like hormones, which we've talked about before. It's a balance thing, um, in that if your omega six to omega three is out of whack, that causes serious inflammation, which an inflammation causes serious diseases like heart disease, um, cancerous diseases, autoimmune diseases. Inflammation causes a lot of issues. Um, it stop, can stop you losing fat because your whole body's having to fight inflammation. It can't really do anything else. It's caused joint pain, arthritis, 
muscle sore. All, all these problems can come from this balance being out of omega-6 to omega-3. And the modern diet is very high, especially if you're eating ready meals or if you're eating food um, from takeaways and things like that, for predominantly for your diet um, and processed foods and packaged foods. They use cheap vegetable oils, right? Because they're cheap. They're cheap, basically, yeah. And they're, they're really cheap. high in omega-6. So what you do is swing the natural balance, which should be a, like a good amount of omega-3 to omega-6, and you end up having so much omega-6 that the omega-3 is very low in comparison, and this causes loads of problems. So the best thing you can do is try and reduce vegetable oil. And this is a bit more technical, I know, but um, it's definitely something me and Ben do. So we're trying to teach people how to live a healthy lifestyle. This is something I would also encourage. Try and, try and reduce it. So I never cook with it. I'll cook with olive oil or coconut oil. Um, I love olive oil, so that's all right. Uh, and I'll occasionally eat out, but not that often. I won't buy packaged food that often because I know anything fried is going to come in it, aren't they? So crisps, um, biscuits, all these type of things are going to be made with vegetable oils or even worse, hydrogenated vegetable oils, which is how they make kind of fake butter, um, which is even worse for you than all these things. So maybe Ben, if you summarize this, because I've probably just confused everyone. Um, the key is- oh, It makes sense to me, but basically, um, yeah, you don't want to take in too much omega-6 fats, fatty acids, because yeah. it causes inflammation in your body. Having inflammation in your body makes you less healthy. Your body's less healthy, it's gonna be struggling. If your body is struggling, it's gonna not be very good at burning fat. So like, like your car, imagine if you take your car and then you fill up the fuel tank half with petrol, and half with uh, orange juice. It's, you're not gonna expect it to run very well down the road with that kind of fuel. So if you're putting the wrong kind of oils into your body, it's not gonna run very well, and it's not gonna perform very well, and it's not gonna look very good. Yeah, so this is this is one of the, like, one of the things that we'll look out for, coming back to the food packaging topic, we'll look out for this. And sometimes you can't avoid it. Like sometimes I'll buy one thing I know I buy sometimes that contains vegetable oils is like a Thai curry paste, or I mean, if I'm if I'm just having a meal that's really off track, but it's very it's quite rare because I know this isn't going to make me feel good. It's going to make me my body feel sore, slow, sluggish, tired, cause illness long term. All these kind of things. I actually heard a really interesting quote, Ben. Not quote, kind of a theory quote. That is a quote about the things you do now with your body is to the foods you put into it now are what you either will pay for or be thankful for in like 20, 30, 40 years time. Yeah. And I mean, it's never too late. You can always improve, right? So if you're if you're already listening to this and you're 50, you still can improve a massive amount with what you consume. So don't think it's too late. But you, ultimately, what you're doing now, the behavior, the exercise, the foods you eat and avoid, you either pay the price for or reap the rewards of later. So... It's, it's like the difference doing. between uh, living to like 65 and then just like dying because you didn't take care of your body, become really unhealthy and you die young or living to 85 and being really healthy and really active and your body keeps going and you're able to be there and be active and enjoy more time with the people you care about. Yeah, just I because think these, just millions and millions of very, very small choices that you make every single day about what foods you put into your body and what foods you don't put into your body. And if you're thinking like, I can't be bothered to figure figure all this stuff out, I can't be bothered to read the little table on the back of the food and go through the ingredients list, you're basically saying that you can't be bothered to like 
be healthy later in your life that you don't really care about that that might be okay that might be what you want that might be fine might be how it is but the problem is if you if you trust the people who make the packaging like the front of the food packaging to tell you whether foods are healthy or not you're trusting somebody who's trying to sell you some products yeah they're not interested in your health are they ultimately no when when McCain smiley faces which I love eating when they're <laughs> making their smiley faces they're not thinking you know what I'm really going to make these smiley faces so that they will keep Ben healthy for the rest of his life so he feels happy and has more time to spend with his loved ones but it makes our company bankrupt and we make less profit what they're really going to think is let's make as much profit as we possibly can and get Ben to buy as much stuff as we possibly can so they're going to use the cheapest possible oil the cheapest possible ingredients but still keep the taste high so that I want to buy it and still make the packaging look really appealing and make it look healthy on the outside so that I want to buy it yeah, most people value taste above most other things because it's much easier to figure out. You put it on your in your mouth, you go, this tastes good or this tastes bad. Um, it's much harder to figure out like the or deal with the long-term effects of it because you don't immediately see it, do you? It's not like, oh, this doesn't taste quite as good. It's like Not oh, until you're like in hospital, str- suffering from a disease which has been caused by your diet. Or not even in hospital. Like, it could just be you end up really unhappy having to wear loads of baggy clothes, covering up lacking confidence yeah. and all this because you're you've gained loads of weight but it's hard to tie that and i mean a lot of this is mindset and we cover that in a lot of other episodes so anyone listening who's saying i want to make these good choices but i just keep self-sabotaging i can't resist i crave and i binge eat listen to our other episodes because we've done lots on that um but this one we're going to focus on the technical side of food and how to not get tricked by it yeah this may be we're going into a lot of detail me and rob are nerding out on this because we both we're both qualified engineers. We love this stuff. We love doing the research, reading all the articles, going through it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, if you don't love it though, and you'd rather just, we've spent all the time doing all this research and coming up with the best kind of plans and the best methods. If you'd rather we just told you exactly what to do, eat this, don't eat this, put these things into your body, don't put these things into your body. You'll be healthy. You'll be happy. You'll get the results you want. You might want to just check out the Trinity Lifestyle Plan, which you can find at TrinityTransformation.co.uk. Basically, just it's all of this. Everything we talk about in this podcast, omega-6 fatty acids, sugars, omega-3s, all of these different foods, just put into a very, very simple system, step-by-step process of how to actually put this into action rather than just the the theory of it because it can get a bit complicated. It can get a bit overwhelming if you get too wrapped up in the science and the theory. Yeah, but for those of you who are interested in, uh, in learning how to spot this trick food, then keep listening because we're going to get into more detail on it too. So there's both options. There's the easy option, which is the lifestyle plan. It's literally nine pounds a month. Couldn't be any easier. And we we provide food lists, like you said, and everything. Or we can talk a bit more about it because I think there's a few things we haven't covered. So we've got a bit into ingredients list. We basically, well, we can wrap up what we've covered so far. Avoid vegetable oils, probably the main thing I'd look at, uh, look at on the ingredients list and avoid sugars. So sugars, syrups, maltodextrin, dextrose, there's all these different names for sugars. Um, so avoid those and avoid palm oil, uh, sunflower, rapeseed oil. What other ones are there? Basically, Cano- canola, canola oil. oil. But you don't seem to get in the UK. I think that's a US thing. I can't really think of any more. You'll know though. Like if you- but you, some just say vegetable oil as well. Yeah. Avoid those things and the food is probably not so bad. So it's, it's like a good example is 
coming back to those cereal bars, what would you spot on the ingredients list? You definitely spot sugar or syrup. You'd also um, probably spot. It's going to have vegetable oil in it of some kind. Yeah, some kind of vegetable oil. Gluing it together. <laughs> These... maybe, no, they, it might not have any vegetable oil. If it's a cereal bar, they might have put low fat on the front, cut the vegetable oil out, and then made up the taste with sugar on the other side. I'm looking out special K bar ingredients. If anyone can hit time. Okay, you ready? I'll let you. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let you analyze each ingredient. You get. You get two seconds per ingredient to give your opinion on it. So, first thing is cereal rice. That's pretty good. That's fine. Whole grain wheat. Mm, nah. Sugar. I wouldn't eat wheat. It's not the worst thing in the world. Sugar. Bad. Is that the third ingredient? Mm-hmm. That's a clue. The closer to the front of the ingredients, the sugar is the worse the food. Oh yeah, we hadn't said that. That's that's very important. That means the more there is in it, right? Yeah, because it's listed by order of how much of each ingredient there is in the food. Okay, next up we've got wheat bran. Just another cereal. Soluble wheat fiber. I don't know what that even means. They're probably <laughs> trying to add fiber in it to say it's healthy. Uh, salt. Uh, salt can be alright I'm not worried about salt as long as you drink enough water salt's not too much of a problem I don't think yeah I think it can cause issues otherwise but generally if you eat mostly a whole food diet single ingredient food diet it doesn't become an issue and you exercise I think if you don't exercise as well it can be worse for you anyway next malt flavouring don't know what that is no idea maltodextrin sugar (laughs) what's the sugar thiamine mononitrate that's a vit- that's no vitamin B- B1 supplement. Okay. Riboflavin, vitamin B2 supplement. Corn syrup. Sugar. <laughs> Soluble corn fiber. Don't know what that is again. Fructose. Fiber. Sugar again. Fructose is a fruit sugars, but not healthy when it's actually just added like that. Then it's strawberry flavored fruit pieces. Don't Get- know what's in those. Guess what's in these. Yeah. <laughs> sugar, number one. Citric acid, cranberries, strawberry flavouring. So people get the picture, basically. There's about 10 different things that are sugar in this cereal bar. And let me pick another one as well. I'll give you another one because people might think these are healthy. So is it eat natural? Oh, those, yeah. No, actually not eat natural. What are they called? Naked bars. Naked, yeah. Naked bars. Eat natural one's not not quite so bad. They okay. play a good trick, those naked bars, because oh, they make them they make them half the size of a chocolate bar, so they can and then they quote the ingredients for like per serving, like per bar, so they can make it look like there's not much sugar in each bar. Really, the bar's half the size. Well, I'll first read out the uh, the benefits they tell you, and you can say if these actually matter or not. So they say, when I've asked for the ingredients, they they first just tell me a list of things that are good about it. So they've got dairy free. Guess is not a bad thing. Because some people react to dairy, but it's not it's not the most important thing. Gluten and wheat free. That's, yeah, that's these things. Good. I like these things. It depends who you are, though. Some people can eat wheat. Some people can eat dairy. I don't eat wheat very very much. It makes me feel terrible, lethargic, tired, sluggish. Dairy. If I if I drank a whole thing of milk, I'd feel terrible. If I eat some cheese, though, fine. Yeah, same with me. It really depends. So we we do something with ev- with all of our members, and again, we do this in the lifestyle plan and. Anyone who works with us, we do what we call the diet makeover, where we try and, A, cut out problem food groups, so 
the WADS foods, which is wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar, that cause people most of the problems and also cause people to overeat. Um, they're very easy to overeat. And then we also can figure out if you have any problems with these problem foods. So like wheat, like dairy, a lot of people can get tired from having it or get acne from having it, um, inflammation, digestive problems. So we try and figure all of those things out. Um, but back to my knackered bar, it's naked without the ED. <laughs> not knackered um it also says it's suitable for vegans i mean if you're vegan that's fine it says low in saturated fats irrelevant kind of irrelevant <laughs> they, they these days but that's again just like people used to think low fat was good people also think that's good kosher approved kind of that's relevant if that's relevant to half you. of these things are just like a few of those are like if you're fussy with your food this works for you like the vegan one yeah so, there is no, there's no like, well, I don't know. Some people may have like meat intolerance. I know there are people who struggle to di digest meat, for example. But if you're just choosing not to eat it, you're basically saying you're fussy. And if it just, food. just because it says it's good for vegans or suitable for vegans, it's, doesn't make it's it. It's not healthy. healthier, unfortunately. It's just, it's just not. It's just chip, your chips choice. are suitable for vegans. Crisps are usually suitable for vegans. Chocolate bar, probably not. Sugar. You could sit a, lot, a bowl of sugar and it'd be vegan. Yeah. That wouldn't go you down eat, too well. I know you couldn't eat rattlesnake poison. That's an animal. <laughs> Your example didn't work on that one. <laughs> but you could eat a bowl of sugar. It's sugar beets if you want. They're probably better. There's probably fiber in a sugar beet. But um, back to my knackered bar. It says no added sugar next. Well, that 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 doesn't count. See, it that's have, a red flag. It could be full of uh, anything. Could be full of sugar beet sugar. That's sugar. That's natural. Comes from natural sugar cane, rhubarb sugar. But this says no added sugar, which I don't know what that means because it has a lot of sugar in it. Because like, let, let me now look at the, we'll, we'll go in the order I would, I would now do this. So let's look at this, the nutrition numbers. So per 100 grams, if we look at that, guess the sugar content, Ben. 35. Higher. 39 grams of sugar Ooh, per 100 grams. So almost half four, sugar. 40% sugar in a healthy bar. It's ridiculous. I, and I know it's small, but you, you're probably also not just going to eat one, or you'd eat something. What else company with it. makes this bar? What's the like little company that makes the? Bar? Uh, it's called Natural Balance Foods. So it's not made by like Nestle or something. Maybe they own them, but uh, Natural Balance is a lie. It does have 11 grams of protein, so that's the only. Uh, what's the word? Redeeming feature. But when you actually look at the size of the bar, so the is size of the bar is 35 grams. grams. Yeah, so, so a 35 gram bar has, has four grams. Four grams of protein. So it's, it's low in protein, has 14 grams of sugar, which is still reasonably high in the three bar. Three teaspoons. It's not terrible, though. Not terrible. No. You wouldn't eat three teaspoons of sugar, though, if you're trying to be healthy. No. And then it's seven grams of fat in the bar, which is 20 grams in 100. I want to um, know where the fat comes from. But I mean, if you look at it this way, so, so per 100 grams of naked bar, which is the same as like a banana, there's 415 calories. Whereas a banana would be 100 calories. And a banana is not even the lowest calorie thing out there by a stretch. How much sugar is in a banana? Probably 20 grams, but it's got fiber in it as well. So it's got half, a banana would have half the sugar, but a lot more. Well, this actually has fiber, so I, I can't say that. Um, Never look, 12, 12 grams. It's got less. Yeah. No, that's per 100 gram. So yeah. oh, per 100 gram, it's got 12 grams. Okay, so, so it's one, actually not 20, it's 12. One medium banana's got 14 grams. It's got the same amount of sugar in it as a banana. People, but, a lot of people say, like, you know, I don't want to eat too many bananas because they're full of sugar, and then I'll go and eat a naked bar. Which, if at per 100 grams, is four times, more than four times the sugar. 
and it didn't grow in the ground is a very very good way of picking food to think like how close is this thing to the thing that grows on a tree or in the ground or that ran around and was alive and if you if you eat things that just generally were alive like plants animals without being generally those with. things are better better for you the less people have messed with it like chicken breast it's a great food hasn't really been messed with too much it's just you took a chicken you cut off its breasts <laughs> you make you it sound wear. so unappealing you put them in a box and that's it they're all gooey and covered in slime they're great great for you so come back to my knackered bar because i want to finish this we've basically established it's actually this is very high in calories if if you were to eat a lot of it um it's very high in sugar even for the small bar uh it's got a, a little bit of protein which is its only really redeeming feature and a bit of fiber which is yeah. slightly good but if we come to the ingredients as they'll probably explain why so here's the ingredients 40 percent date right they're natural they've come off a tree bend so you've just uh your argument's been uh, poo-pooed, or has I'm it? I'm going to start making... Oh, no, they've, they're processed, though, I've decided. How are dates because even made? Dates are... They're those those fruits. Those um, are plums, aren't they? Let me have a look. I don't think it is a date, a plum. That's something else. That's a... Dates are made for... Hang on, Wikipedia. A date is it's a, a... It's a flowering plant species. It's something from, the, from a palm tree. Yeah, in the palm family. You're right, it's in the palm tree. Have you ever had fresh... Oh, is it? I think I had fresh dates in Croatia, maybe. No, I didn't. I had fresh something on a tree. It was delicious. Really, really sweet. Just tastes like pure sugar. Um, but basically... Yeah, date doesn't tend to look like the ones you get in the shop. What is a date? So, what was it made from? So, it's part of a... Like, what do they call them? Medu- medulla date? I can't remember what they're called. Dates. Uh, We've got really off track with this now. Phoenix. I, I need to see how big the planet is. This is going to be a very important part of my point here. So it's a thing that grows on a palm tree. How much dates? How many dates has it got in it? In this bar, 40% is dates. It doesn't tell you how many. But it's basically so half dates. I've got the, the dietary information of this date here, which is... Um, the Medjool date fruit, is the one that most people know about. Although this thing is a flavor. fruit, per 100 grams, there's 63 grams of sugar in this date. There's 63 grams of sugar, there's 3% of your daily calcium, 0% of your vitamin C, 0% of your vitamin A, 0% of vitamin D, a little bit of magnesium, and a little bit of iron. So... It's not the best fruit in the world. Just because it came from nature doesn't mean you should eat it. Just like snake venom. Don't eat snake venom just because it came from nature. Don't walk down the road and pick up dog poo and say, this is natural, all natural, it's great, and just sit and eat dog poo. Not everything from nature is good, but some things from nature are good. So, basically, for to make this thing, they've taken the most sugar-packed fruit in existence, and then they've condensed it even more, because it, it's you're not eating dates, the bar is not made of like you can't, it up. you can't pick the dates out of the bar, so they've smushed them up more. So it's super dense, um, like dried. Fruit. So it's super super dense. Probably they've probably dried it out more. Dates are probably juicier than that bar, I would imagine. So they've per hundred gram, it's then going to go. The sugar content's going to go up from sixty three grams to even more grams. So yeah, it's very high in in dates. 
They're fine so if you're not trying that? to lose weight. If you're if what? you're already in shape, but if you're not, they're they're not great. Basically, what they basically said is they've made sugar from a plant, which is the same way you would take like okay, let's say you're going to make a chocolate bar. You take sugar cane or sugar beets. You combine. You condense it down. Take all of the goodness out of it until you're left with sugar. So they've taken dates. They've condensed them down to remove all of the goodness until they're left with sugar. So they've made date sugar, and then they've called it fruit. So yeah, there you go. They've they've kind of this is why they can trick you a lot. It's because you think it's just dates. Dates must be healthy, and they're not going to be terrible for you in a small quantity. But if you're trying to lose weight and reduce your calories and reduce your sugar intake, so you don't eat too much, then it's really not a good choice. It's a really and this this bar's so high in calories, it's going to eat eat up your calories because the next ingredient is cashews. Forty percent is also cashews, which is fine. But again, as Ben said, this isn't in the form of eating a cashew nut, which you have to chew up for ages. Um, it's in the form of crushed up really small, maybe even blended into like nut butter, which means it's like nuts are very high in calories anyway. But when it's in that form, it's so easy to overconsume. Like a lot of people can eat loads of peanut butter and not realize they're eating hundreds of calories. Yeah. Or loads of cashews. So we've got dates and cashews, 80% of the bar. Uh, Health-wise, I have nothing, no problem with these cashews. Um, however, as Rob yeah. said, it's just too easy to eat too many of them. They're too delicious. And then the next ingredient is 14% raisins, which are a dried fruit, which means they are just pro- turned into just sugar again. Sugar. How much percent are we through the bar now? 94. So yeah. out of 90%, 94% of the bar, 54% of it is sugar, like fruit sugar. Yeah, and we've got some cashews in there, and then five cents cocoa, so cocoa flavoring. This is just this one, but like the problem, the problem is, whilst in a tiny amount, those things would be okay if you weren't trying to lose weight. Certain bits of it would be okay. The combination is just again made it into this combination of fat and sugar, which is delicious, very easy to overconsume, high in calories, and the sugar spike will mean your body will struggle to deal with all those calories coming in so fast when it will want to store fat and it can lead to health problems. And this is pretty much across the board, all cereal bars, unfortunately, all health health bars. Because they, I don't think there is people expect the taste, don't they? Good. People expect that sweet taste. I don't think there is a healthy health bar. I've decided that tastes aren't any good. No, health bars are just not, like if I go into a shop, and I'm not trying to chastise people who are listening. If you're still listening and you've not been bored to death by this, <laughs> you've not been put off by board. saying you can't eat anything apart from uh, I feel like snake, we, snake venom and sugar we, beans. We need to go back to talking about uh, mindset next time because that's actually interesting. Whereas this is just a this, this stuff is just a like... number number crunching, and we you don't want to have to think about it. But here's the thing: if you are still interested, if you're still here, you must be interested. So we might as well keep going because I've got a few more things to say. So we don't, there's no healthy health bars because like you establish there's too much sugar in all of them not enough of any well you just can't really make something that small that healthy you can't make a nice tasty you can't make a tasty bar without adding something that's not healthy even for example let's say you get a bar which is like a grenade bar carb killer bar they're delicious yeah that's a protein bar for anyone listening I like a protein bar but the problem is like they have they must have an insane amount of sweeteners in them yeah they have a lot which is that it's just another thing which is not you can't make something delicious and they're not well, they're still you, you 210 calories sweet, or something you can't make something bar. sweet which is really really healthy it's just no. not possible 
You can't. On, on the odd, odd occasion, I think these protein bars that actually have 20, 25 grams of protein are not so bad because the protein will fill you up. But if you're eating them daily, like you said, this, this amount of sweeteners can't be healthy for you. No. And you were telling me that the, one of the big problems with these is you you might not digest the calories from the sweeteners, which is why people think they're great, but your gut bacteria loves them still, and it will cause all the bad gut bacteria that will cause you to have cravings and gain weight and all these issues to, to flourish, right? So basically, yeah. Even though the sweetener isn't causing you to consume calories directly, it's making your gut bacteria in a state which will then cause you wanting to have more calories, more likely to binge eat, more likely to gain weight, I've got a good example for this. It's a really strange one, though. Well, people were laughing last time. Uh, the so, one comment we got was about your toilet example, which you quickly changed. To I was going to say, if, you, if you've got a house, let's say you've got a house and you've uh, decided you're going to make the carpet out of, like, biscuits. <laughs> okay, this, this is weird already. You're not going to eat those biscuits, but you've basically made your house, like, a mansion for, like, vermin and rats. They're all going to run in, they're going to love all the biscuits, they're going to stick around and sit there eating all your furniture that's made out of biscuits and stuff. And it's like your gut bacteria. If you fill your your body with sweeteners, your stomach with sweeteners, they're not going to make you fat, they're not going to make you... Well, they actually might, in a roundabout way, make you gain weight. But they're not, they're not going to add loads of sugar into your system, but like Rob said, all of your gut bacteria, they go crazy for it. It's like rocket fuel. And there's after a while you've got this vermin infestation in your gut you're not digesting anything properly your body's not functioning properly and then you start gaining weight because you're making yourself unhealthy there's just no getting around that if you make if you make unhealthy choices your body gets unhealthy then you look unhealthy and that's that's pretty much it yeah you can't hide from that you can't trick the system if you want to look healthy you've basically got to learn how to be healthy and how to live a healthy lifestyle yeah, absolutely. There's no trick in the system, unfortunately. Uh, but we'll help people. We'd like to help people do it in the easiest possible way, which there, there are easier and harder ways to do it. Like a lot of diets, I think, confuse people too much by not giving people enough information. Like I know we've probably done information overload today, but I think a lot of them try and give people so little information that they're powerless to, to stop gaining weight again afterwards, even if they did see results on it, which they might not because they don't understand because a lot of them will be so simplified it'll be like oh health na- na- uh, whatever dried fruit fine because it's or, or they'll just bunch fruit into one thing or they'll say these health bars are fine and then you go and eat a load of them before you know it you've you've eaten way too many calories way too much sugar you're not seeing any results I don't even know nobody how I got on to that tackle this. nobody wants to tackle this uh, well this conversation we're having now about what foods to put in into your body and what not to put into your body what might be a good idea to eat and not a good idea to eat nobody wants to sit down and do all the research and create a plan that actually takes all that into account for some reason uh, i think a lot of people are obsessed with losing weight you can lose weight and eat loads of crap really if you wanted to well in theory you could in theory yeah but you, you could eat like okay people do like slimming world like low fat approach yeah and they see really. They can, they can see great results. They they might not be having the most healthy diet in the world if they're eating loads of pasta and like too much fruit, for example. Um, oh, there's weird stuff on those diets as well. Like like, did, uh, sometimes like a banana is a sin, or like nuts are yeah. a sin or something. Yeah. And then you can eat like unlimited pasta. Oh, I just I can't. 
it's it's like it's like nobody who understands anything about nutrition or health has even looked into it. I don't understand. But that's a whole that's a topic for another day. Yeah. The key thing is if you can learn to read these labels, so look through the list of ingredients. I'll go through a healthy one to give you an example and look through the nutritional information. You can quickly see if this food is actually a trick or not. Just by looking for too much sugar, very high levels of sugar, let's say over 20 grams per 100 grams, or even maybe over 15 grams per 100 grams, it's going to be very high in sugar. And then sugar in the ingredients, or one of those sugar variants or syrups. Um, and if the protein is extremely low, um, and it's trying to tell you it has protein in, for example. So like this, this, this is a tin of tuna, it's kind of boring. But this demonstrates this point. So if I go on the ingredients list, first of all, I've got tuna, which is fish, water, second ingredient, and then salt. And this is tuna chunks in brine. So it's going to have salt. That's what brine is, right? So that's it. There's no other ingredients. There's no sugar. There's no trick ingredients in here. There's three. So I can tell there's no tricks going on, first of all. They haven't messed with it. Because sometimes foods get messed with. And then my nutrition values, I've got 89 calories per 100 grams. So compare that to the nutrition bar we just looked at, the naked bar, super healthy supposedly, that had 430 something calories per 100 grams. That's a lot, that's five times as much. So five times as much, I know this tin of tuna is not that appealing on its own, but you could eat you could eat four of these tins of tuna or that bar. Um, <laughs> that wouldn't be very varied, but anyways. Uh, the fat's 0.5 grams, so that's low. Uh, carbohydrates of which sugar, zero grams. Um, there's not going to be lots of fiber because it's it's a meat source, but it does have doesn't have loads of fiber. But it has 21 grams of protein. Protein from a natural source is always pretty good because it's going to fill you up. There's very rarely a time where protein. Is there ever a time where protein on an ingredients list is bad? Not really. No, protein is basically. There aren't bad sources of protein, so they go. Oh, there kind of are though. If you you can get like okay. there's a lot of protein, salami like, or something, uh, like wheat, for example. Okay, well, no, that's true. Could have protein in it, but you might not necessarily want to eat loads of wheat. So anyway, you've looked at the. Sorry. What's yeah. next? So I've gone through every. That salt has one gram um, per hundred grams. So that's a little, maybe it's slightly high, but generally, as Ben said, salt is not a huge issue. A lot of people worry about salt, where they're kind of missing the point with the sugar. Much bigger problem. Uh, salt eating, won't make you fat. Too many calories. Big problem. Big yeah. thing. And if you're exercising, living a healthy lifestyle, drinking enough water and not eating all processed foods with a massive ingredients list or from the takeaway, then you're probably not having too much salt. So this thing is basically all protein. Um, there's no sugar. I wouldn't mind if there's carbs if, if it was from something that also had not many ingredients, but it doesn't have much sugar, which is great. There's barely any ingredients. So I, basically I could say this is a good source. So that's good. Should I have a look at the dark chocolate bar I've got? Because this, this one might be a bit more confusing. Yeah, because this is actually quite high in sugar. So I've got an 81% dark chocolate bar from um, Lidl. I'd rather go for a higher percentage, um, but I'm a cheap ass, so I shop at Lidl. So the, the ingredients list is quite long. It goes cocoa mass, so that's the highest thing. So that's quite good. Cocoa powder is natural, and I know natural doesn't mean good, as we said today but it has a lot of health benefits. Sugar is the second ingredient. So it's a little bit of a, a red flag here. Then I've got fat reduced cocoa powder. 
So again, that's probably fine. Emulsifier, which is sunflower lecithins, vanilla extract. That's it. Um, but it says 81% dark chocolate uh, cocoa solids minimum. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's a mixed bag, really, because it still has sugar in it. So it's not ideal as a snack. I would say, and then if, but the the key to tell how much it's got in is looking obviously at the per hundred grams, as we've said before. So this has forty two grams of fat, forty three per hundred grams. What would you say to that? Are you panicking at this point? No, not at all. The one thing I would say though is I would I would bear in mind that means fat is high in calories. This is why people are scared of it. That's not a huge issue if you don't if you count your calories because you can control it, but. 43 per 100 grams probably means this food's going to be quite high in calories. How many calories are there per 100 gram? So 549, so but pretty damn here's high. Here's the thing though, nobody's going to eat the whole bar. Well, you might do. I'm not. I'm probably going to have two squares. That's 20 It's not grams. nice enough. <laughs> no, it's not nice enough. This is the problem. If it was dairy milk, you'd polish off a 100 gram bar in no time. Easy. Yeah, and then I would go for a higher percentage if I could. So 85% or 90%. And lint stuff is generally better ingredients. But um, carbohydrates, of so sugars, 16.8 grams per 100 grams. So Here's the thing. It's that not terrible. fairly high. However, if you eat two squares, 20 grams, and it's 16 yeah. grams per 100 gram. That's four grams. Even less. It's like 3.5 grams of sugar. Less yeah. than a teaspoon. Whereas that naked bar, how much was the naked bar? forgotten how many grams of sugar there's 14 grams of sugar in it that's three tablespoons three teaspoons yeah. so it's got almost four For times less way. sugar than a naked bar and it's a piece of chocolate yeah we can tell that because the naked bar said per 100 grams 38 grams of sugar yeah so this is relatively low compared to a naked bar so as I, as I was saying between 50 and 20 gram at 15 and 20 grams per 100 grams is about the the limit of sugar that i'd go up to so this one's a little bit on the higher end but it's not terrible and it's got 14.5 grams of fiber, which is very high. So that's another reason why you'd struggle to eat a lot of it. It is actually, isn't it? Yeah. And then it also has 10 grams of protein. So that's not bad for 100 grams. I mean, it, mm -hmm. per square, it ends up not very much. But this is why you also have to look at the squares. So let's say I have two squares, like Ben said. That's going to be, it's still going to be quite high in calories. It's going to be 140 calories, um, 10 grams of fat, 4 grams of sugar, 2 grams of protein. And this all makes a lot more sense if you learn how to track calories, which we teach people over a 12 week period. So you can, it sounds like we know a lot of stuff or not like we're rattling through this as if it's common knowledge, but we learned this over a period of time. So if this is overwhelming to anyone listening, you will pick this stuff up if you're taught in a structured way, bit by bit by bit, which is what we, we tend to do with people. Um, so this is okay. I say this is in the middle. If you're trying to lose weight, you might want to go for a snack that's lower in calories because it's still pretty calorie dense, but it's a lot less sugar than the naked bar, which means it'll probably fill you up more. It's got more protein, got more fiber. Maybe it hasn't got more protein, it's got more fiber. So that one's all right, not amazing. The tuna was good. Basically the less ingredients you have, I think the short, long story short, probably the better it's gonna be. Pretty much, yeah, unless your you pick up like a bottle of vegetable oil and it's just got one ingredient sunflower oil you don't want to just be drinking that yeah that's that's very true that's one of the very bag of, few bag one of sugar maybe. foods if you so pick yeah. up a bag of sugar and it's just all just sugar one ingredient sugar you don't want to be eating that yes yeah, so as you said i guess it's more important that it's closely 
it's not far from its natural position. I guess sugar is processed. Yeah, it's but pretty processed, really processed. Like squeezing an olive to olive oil, as you said, is olives are already pretty oily, so you can tell they're not far from it. But um, oil is a harder one because generally, as you said, like chicken breast, uh, this tuna, it's, it's been taken from the animal and then put in the packet, pretty much. Um, yeah. And if it's if it's a vegetable, obviously that's going to be great. And potato dug out the ground. So generally that can help. So there's lots of different things you can use to identify, but the, the best tool for packaged food is definitely just reading that ingredients list and reading the nutrition values. And then you can figure out if it works for you. So the over, overall point we're trying to make with this podcast basically is you need to be able to read the ingredients list on your food to figure out what foods are good and what foods are bad so you can make a decision for yourself an educated decision of what foods put into your body and what foods you're going to avoid putting into your body um, because if you don't do that you're basically stuck at the mercy of having somebody else tell you that the, the only way you're going to find out you, the only way you're going to have somebody else tell you what foods put into your body and what not to put into your body is if you stick to a strict meal plan or if you're following a diet or a program for the rest of your life but this way, if you can learn what foods are good to put into your body, what foods are not good to put into your body, it means you can have the body you want and you can also eat the foods that you want. So essentially, you can live a healthy lifestyle, you can eat the foods you want, and you can have a healthy body that looks the way you want. And it's about being able to identify what those are on your own, which is what we teach people, rather than just being able to, having to use your food list. Because the minute they bring out new foods, like your food list is useless, isn't it? Because you're, you're then like, I can only stick to the, the things I knew before. Because this, this new health bars come out, I don't know how to identify it. If it's not on my list of slimming world sins or non-sins, then you're still powerless. So as you said, it's about learning on your own, the skill to identify healthy foods and non-healthy foods and we know we can do this because we get lots of clients posting all the time about this in our communities don't we we get people going oh i've bought this i've checked all the ingredients it's great it has this and this and not this or they post the opposite and they say i found this health food i thought it was great i spotted it had a ton of sugar in it so definitely as ben said if you want to live the life you where you can be in shape enjoy it and know how to not get caught out yeah. without having to be on a diet for the rest of your life, then you've got to got to learn these skills, unfortunately. But it's exactly what we teach, and it doesn't take as long as it sounds. It's really not that difficult. So that brings us to the end of today's Motivation Method podcast. But before you go, we have some important announcements. Piece one is if you're not currently subscribed on iTunes to the Motivation Method podcast, get yourself subscribed today. Number two, if you're not currently getting access to the daily motivation emails and action guides found at trinitytransformation.co.uk, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk and get that done today and we'll start sending those your way. The final piece of this is our Motivation Masterclass Challenges. If you're ready to finally unleash your inner motivation and willpower with a customized action plan and your own personal coach and the support of our Trinity tribe, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk today and sign up for our Motivation Masterclass and we'll get you started right away. And last but not least, if you're listening to this show and you're getting value from it, number one, do the things that we talk about here. And number two, you don't pay us to do this. So instead, all we ask of you is to simply share this show with one person who you think it could help today. So this is Rob Burkhead. And this is Ben Hughes. And this has been the Motivation Method Podcast. See you on the next one. Mm-hmm.